Yo. What's up? Um, do you ever listen to this podcast after we record it? Uh, yeah. Well, Some, sometimes. Sometimes. How Not often, but. How do you feel about listening to your own voice and the way that you say things? Oh, I, uh, like I'm hating it less and less, but don't you yeah. still hate it? Yeah. I mean, every time I, it, when we're in a conversation and I'm saying something, I'm just like, this is a good point, John. Great job. And then I yeah. listen to myself afterwards. I'm like, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> Dude, I do that except for I go, wow, this, this is, that's a good way to say that. Like, cause I'm thinking about it as I'm saying it. So I kind of like almost stutter through it but i'm like that's yeah. a good point and then after i'm like it's so clear that i'm struggling through this point that i'm <laughs> just now dude how about this how about like um when you listen to a podcast and you know like when you're listening to a podcast and it's like a conversation you really want to be a part of you have like the thoughts in your head about what you would say yeah. next so yeah. like if whenever i do listen to our and i don't listen to it a lot back but i i started to a little bit more as we've done as we're doing this to try and kind of like get better and you know like understand yeah. the way that I respond to things and say things, whatever. I'll, I'll be listening to one of our conversations and then I have that thought process, totally forgetting what we talked about. And then yeah. in my head, I respond with a thought. And then on the podcast, I say that exact thing that I'm thinking without me even knowing. And I'm like, well, I guess that's ex ex exactly how I feel, you know? So you're, oh, that's what you're saying is that you're so you. Yeah. The, <laughs> I can the alternate I only have universe, John. Dude, alternate universe John is living the exact same. <laughs> it there is no. There, it doesn't matter which dimension I'm in. I am the same person. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah, no. I I've started listening as well. Uh, I I don't love listening to myself. Yeah. It's it's a hard thing to to get used to. I wonder. Um, I wonder if I like came back to listen to this in like twenty years, once I'm a little bit o older and wiser, if I'm just gonna be so sickened by myself. No, because I, because I think that like a lot of uh, unless we're clearly joking, like the, the 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 logic or reasoning is there behind like the ideas. I mean, that's good. So I my, mean, if we did this when I was like fourteen. And then I had to go back and listen to like a fourteen-year-old me doing a podcast. I yeah. think I, I think I think I I think I would have a hard time with it. Pre-COVID me was very different. <laughs> <laughs> All it took was a pandemic to straighten you out, man. Yeah. So How do you feel uh, about what do you think about uh, those like um, the, the internet guru people? How do you think they feel about listening to themselves speak? I, I think they absolutely love every single word that they hear out of their own mouths. <laughs> you think? Or you Dude, think that they're like, uh, every, I can't believe that worked. No, every internet guru is, I, I don't I don't think that they are, I, I okay, so I think that they are snake oil salesmen. Yeah. But I feel like the only way to get as popular as they are is to kind of like, drink their own kool-aid so to speak like i know i know in jonestown they didn't actually drink kool-aid but for the uh for the for the um the saying at least that people are familiar yeah, yeah, yeah. with i gotta i gotta clear yeah. that up man i listen i listen to a lot of cult stuff yeah and i know that they didn't drink kool-aid what do you think about purple nikes they weren't wearing purple nikes though either right or like purple jumpsuits in uh no in jonestown yeah 
in uh the no, other was one, that Johnson? No, the other one, um uh what do you call it? Hellbop. Um uh the one that I remember very clearly because I was in high school. Um they were wearing black Nikes, which is yeah. you know, I love black Nikes. I wear black Nikes when I was I was watching like the newest documentary that HBO had about it, which for some reason the name is escaping me right now, but um and this is one of those things that I would listen back to. And I'd be yeah. like yelling at myself, be like, it's blah, 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 you know, but like. No, but we also don't Google things like while we're going. You no, know no, I mean? no, no. Keep, it, keep the flow. And, keep the flow. Yeah. But like, yo, I think that's what's. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just feel like that's what's ruined conversations is like even conversations that I'm in when I'm like, let me just Google that really quick. Yeah. It's like, right. yo, I know they're wrong. I don't need to Google them. Google to to figure out they're wrong. We can yeah. just keep going with this conversation. Right. And it's Heaven's Gate, by the way, because I just Googled it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yo, like HBO had, um, they had this documentary on the Heaven's Gate cult, and they're talking about the end, like when they all kind of committed mass suicide, and they're showing like the black Nikes or whatever. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, damn, those fucking sneakers are nice, you know. <laughs> and you own them, yeah. don't you own them? I mean, basically, <laughs> you and your entire family, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I think I was supposed to do something about thirty minutes ago. It's really quiet in this house. <laughs> oh, man. And everybody thinks that they're wearing purple jumpsuits, but I think it's the... It's what they covered them up with. The oh, the, the sheets. The sheets. The sheets were purple. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Like right, that. right, 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 right. Um, but what were we talking about? Internet gurus. Um, before we started making fun of death cults. Uh, yeah, do you realize that that they 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 tell you, hustle follow your dreams oh, do, like yeah. blah 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 blah. Yep. but they never tell you they're pretty like obscure about like how yeah how it, it. it's also and the people who are internet gurus too like um they never really have anything of value to share like they say yeah. all this stuff but like yeah. the shit that they actually make where you're just like hey i'm a i'm an xyz and i like to make things and i want to be successful at it so i'm gonna listen to this person who is clearly very successful and I'm going to listen to what they have to say so because they know how to be successful doing this thing. And then you like look at that thing that you do and that they do, and they don't even do it. And if they do do it, it's garbage. But don't you think that's the point is like maybe not – you can't fall for like what has become successful. Because I mean if you look at like the top levels of what is successful as a president, what is successful is right. like – it's insane. It's like right. that's not a good example of, of – a successful person in that line of work. No, no, yeah, no, no, you're totally right. Because it's just like, well, it's, it kind of goes to like that thing where, and this isn't true for everybody, but the, 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 the saying is definitely, it definitely has some weight where it's like those who can't do teach type of deal. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where the internet gurus kind of fall into. They fall into that bucket of that, of that particular thought process where they're just like, Hey, I can, operate this one thing kind of but i could fucking talk the talk and i'll make sure that everyone who has a little bit of self-doubt follows me and worships me for no goddamn reason you know but that's what they're after right is like just yeah that's what that's what sucks is like they like they are like listen i want you to be successful i want you to do you think tony robbins robinson tony robinson tony robbins tony robbins who cares about that guy right do you think (laughs) he cares about anybody that he like is helping to like be successful, be the best version of themselves. No, and you know what the thing is too is that I feel like maybe like those types of gurus, like maybe they also hate themselves 
more than they can possibly imagine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah. that's what makes them become gurus is that they hate themselves so much that they have to try to talk themselves into becoming worth something in their own eyes. Yeah. And in the process of doing so, feel like if they teach other people how to feel like they're worth something, that will actually make them be worth something. Because they've helped people. Yeah. They're but, a good person. But, but in reality, all their, everything that they're doing is completely surface. So like people will listen yeah. to them and think that they're learning from it but they can't actually take anything from it. And then they'll be teaching people thinking that they're doing something, but the people who are listening are only skimming the surface. So really nobody's getting anything out of it, but just a bunch of garbage. Except for there's like a few people that will break through and be like, probably actually make something of their, themselves, even though they like read some shitty book. And then they'll like attribute their success. They'll be like, oh, like I also read this book or listened to this, this well, dude speak. And then it kind of like validates. Yeah, but it's like those are the types of people who would do it anyway, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying it just validates like the person that was like, oh, I, you know, my name's whoever and I, I taught this person. Right. It's like, you know, most of my teachers f from like grade one to 12 were pretty much useless. You yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 right. right. I, I, <laughs> I, I attribute nothing of my success to any of them. Maybe like my, my art teacher. But like other than that, right. it's like, uh, but they all like, they all taught you, like try to teach you lessons. And I don't know. I, don't I had, know. I had some teachers that I liked through school, not counting college, yeah. but I don't, I, I don't know if I think about any of them as having like an impact on my life. Yeah. I, I can, I can name a couple people from college that, and, and it's not necessarily like from a work standpoint always, but just a personality standpoint that had an impact on me, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's weird about our industry. I feel like, or I, I feel like this is unique, but it might not be unique is we will like meet people or have experiences. And then you, well, I guess being a creative in general, and then it like affects your work. And so you're attributing like a mechanic doesn't attribute his success to like meeting a person and being right. like, now I'm a better mechanic, but like we can like have these experiences, I guess as, artists or designers I, because i think you have to uh, being being a creative person is about it, it's almost sometimes less about the work and more about well actually no i think it's fucking totally it's less about the work more about the process right like mm -hmm. when you're a mechanic yeah maybe your process can vary a little bit from mechanic to mechanic but in the end you just have to fix the thing that's broken you know mm -hmm. in our world there is no right answer and, yeah. there, and even if there were a right answer, it doesn't necessarily mean that it will work. You know, like you could follow you could follow the 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 outline of how one brand designed themselves and spoke to their customers and everything to a T and your shit will fall fat on, flat on its face. And you won't know why, yeah. because you followed that that outline perfectly. But it's just like and it's, it's all about like right time, right place right analyzation of like where, where where you are what you mean what your value is what how people perceive like there's too many things to to take into account that doesn't exist for other types of industries i think yeah actually that's a really good point is like i was just i like we had shot some stop motion stuff previously and i have like my whole setup for that 
and we're just about to shoot another stop motion project and I'm like looking at my setup and I'm like, oh, this setup doesn't work at all. Yeah, for, right. right. <laughs> for the new project that we're shooting, even though it's like a, like, dude, I was so amped about it. It was like perfect setup. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And now it's just like, I got to start from scratch and start problem solving, like, just how to approach the project, you know? And that's, that's, that's definitely a thing that happens a lot where I'm just like, and, and even from an organizational standpoint, like, if, yeah, like, how many times I've ever tried to like organize like client stuff or billing stuff or files or whatever. And I'm like, that's it. This is it. It's going to be like this forever. And then, yeah. like, after, like, six months, you're like, man, this doesn't work at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Oh. Actually, though, you, ju- you just showed me a few ways. You organize projects and things like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've gotten a little it's bit working. better. But there's always there's always things that you could make better, you know. And yeah. And I'll tell you one thing, too. When it comes to, like, new apps and stuff coming out, I feel like I always have a wandering eye. Like, if there's, like, another app that comes out and I'm just like wonder if that could organize my shit a little bit better, you know? I don't know. You got me to switch uh, accounting software, and it was, like, <laughs> the best thing I'd ever done because my previous FreshBooks was bullshit. Yeah, and, FreshBooks uh, sucks. But switching over, I was like, oh, this is going to be so easy because yeah. I did it at the end of the year. It wasn't very easy. It kind of was, like, a bit of a headache. Right. And now it's, like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess, like, I'm, I'm, I'm as... I'm on the same page as you. I'm I'm open to new apps. Yeah, I'm always open because there's. I feel like there's always like a better way. Like there's never just the best way. Yeah, you know the best way. The best of anything doesn't exist. The best way is just to let somebody else do it for you, <laughs> <laughs> and wake up with them stealing your millions and millions one day. <laughs> Embezzlement is the is the way. <laughs> yeah, I think that happens every time, right? Like I'm pretty with, sure. uh, with like with every celebrity that like uh hires like an account like an accountant and a business manager and stuff they always just like lose their money even if it's their brother or like Dude, their mom it's all it always happens someone's always embezzling from somebody yeah like i'm trying to do it with you right now <laughs> you're trying but i won't let you <laughs> uh you want to do the hot minute wait are we up to the hot minute already yeah well there it is. I guess it means we're up to the hot minute. <laughs> um, we'll go, what does big dog say to small dog? <laughs> it's just, it's just like, <laughs> well, that sound means that it must be hot minute time. <laughs> yeah. It's so ridiculous. Yo, especially like I've had a few people be like, yeah, I could do without the sounds. I'm like, hey, well, it was nice having you as a listener. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think we do this for you? <laughs> None of this is for you. Yo, I literally uh, sit here and just play with these buttons before we get on sometimes. I'm just like, yo, check out the sound. <laughs> yeah, like three hours before we got on today, John's like just testing out the new sounds. <laughs> check this one out. It's a sheep. <laughs> do you have a sheep? No, I don't have a sheep. Oh, uh, we need a sheep. Yeah, I know. But I got this. Which, oh, uh, dude. You know what we need to do? We need to do a quiz, like a quiz show on here for something. And I got to ask you some questions, and you got to answer. And if they're right. What if they're wrong? I don't have that sound yet. But I'll I'll, I'll find one. It'll be like a wah, wah, or some shit. Oh, man, that would be fun. Yeah, we it's going to be awesome. We could do that with guests as well. Yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> but just say they're wrong when they're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just I no like matter that. what. It's, or like make it like opinion questions and then just say right or wrong. 
<laughs> <laughs> the color black is the best color in the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Correct. <laughs> all right, cool. All right, we just this is how we work. And I literally. Uh, all right, yeah. Uh, what does big dog say to small dog? The That's fuck does that mean? Yeah, what does big dog say to who writes small these? Dog? Who writes these questions? I don't know, but I feel like the answer is just like woof. Oh man, woof. I don't like that. What does big dog right. say to small dog? This is what big dog says to small dog. Did you finish that yet? <laughs> <laughs> the big dog just. Oh, you're talking in terms of work. I'm thinking about food. Big dog would just take the food. Yeah, but the question was written with D A W G. That means like yeah. us, I think. Yeah. What's up, big dog? That's you. That you're small dog. Yeah, but I. <laughs> no, my neighbor is small dog. You're fucking, all right. You fucking. You know what your name is? If you were a cartoon, your name would be Small Dog Short Pants. <laughs> small Dog Short Pants. What is? What is? Uh... You fucking live in a pineapple under the sea. You're Small Dog Short Pants. Small Dog Short Pants. <laughs> uh. Since the topic of wrestling comes up every so often, I'm wondering what your character or gimmick would be if you two were wrestlers. Oh, man, that's a fun question. Hmm. You know what? The guy who uh, cuts my hair was telling me he just joined a uh, D&D league, I guess. Wait, like Dungeons and Dragons? Like Dungeons and Dragons, but it is wrestling. What? So they go, they roll dice just like Dungeons and Dragons, but they wrestle. Like they like they don't wrestle, but their <laughs> characters that they make up like enter the game and are like they play it like D D, but they're wrestlers. It sounds hilarious. Oh, it's I ridiculous. Don't even, I don't even understand. I mean I I understand kind of how it works. Like like you roll yeah, me, the dice yeah. and like some some fucking like storyline occurs. Yeah, it's kind of like, and then you roll for like chance. Wait, but so do they be like, do they actually wrestle, or is it still like D and D where you just kind of sit there and eat Cheetos? Yeah, you just sit there and eat Cheetos. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this would be our chance to make our characters. For oh fuck, man, I would be. Uh, oh man, what would I be if I had to be like a like a wrestling character? It's so funny because like uh, I was just this so. Um, there's a designer and animator um, out in uh, England, Fraser Davidson. Um, uh, super cool guy. does amazing work. Um, check him out if you can. Uh, but he does this thing where it's like he, he recreates all like the old school wrestlers from like the 80s and shit in like this like 3D style on Instagram. And like sometimes he makes them look like they're like action figures. And it's like such a oh, cool. And, and I was looking at him all night last night when I was just like zoning out. And because he just he did a bunch he did like a hundred of them in like a hundred days or something, and it was super cool. And it makes you think about like shit that we used to watch as 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 kids, like me and my brothers, and like all like the stupid storylines. It shit would be on like Saturday mornings, or whatever. And we would just and then we would watch it, and then we would just like wrestle each other because we were brothers, you know. Yeah. Um, and we used to come up with stuff all the time, and I would be like, I'm the the fucking I'm Snake. And you know my brother. Wait, you're be, snake. Yeah, I'm like I'm snake, and I'm gonna fucking coil you or some shit. And then I would do like a move or something, you know. Um, but as an adult, if I had to actually come up with a a character, I don't know, man. It would have to be something. I would want to be a bad guy if I was a if I was a wrestler. 
And because yeah, yeah. it's it's whenever I whenever I play with my kids with like their toys or whatever, and they're like, oh, let's play this or let's play that, and it's like they're all little characters. I'm always, always an antagonizing villain, always. <laughs> and like, like, <laughs> like they always just want to like, like, oh hi, did you go to the store? And I'd be like, yeah, I went to the store and I left a, you know, like I stole all your stuff when I was there or something. <laughs> and I just like, I just like create like all this like stressful activity for them to go through. <laughs> terrorizing your kids always <laughs> always <laughs> and i'd be uh i'd be brent the hitman heart oh nice. <laughs> very creative yeah dropped a t for an n wow all right okay yeah. all right all yeah. right so i would i would antagonize children and you would be someone that exists already except with a different letter yeah and people would sometimes mistakenly come to my fan site instead and that's how they would discover me. <laughs> you, you instead of like pink and black, you would just be like a like a hot purple and black, like neon yeah, yeah. purple. Like, yeah, no, I'd just be like a weird mixture. I'd just be the opposite. <laughs> yeah, right. Still pink and black, but in the other way. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's a good idea. Um. All right. Next question. This was a long one, so we kind of had to condense it a little mm, bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not a bad designer but I'm nothing remarkable. I don't really have a thing or a niche like you or David Carson or Alan Peters do. Uh, most seem to have some sort of style or philosophy and they pledge allegiance to it, but I don't have much of anything specific pinned down yet. I was wondering how you went about deciding that your rough raw style was the right solution for you. Damn. That's a loaded question. Yeah. Um, that David is David Carson. <laughs> uh, though, it was so funny too because I was just oh man, it's it's weird. I was just looking at David Carson shit online too. Um, he uh, he actually spoke with us, with me and the Hood Sisters at the Dribble New York thing that we did, which I think I think that was the last conference I spoke at before all this shit happened. Um, but yeah, it was, that was funny. Um, you can't. You can't just decide this is my style, mm-hmm. and and it, it's it's not that I ever decided that this was my style. I never picked it. I never wanted this to be my style. This was always just a thing that I did. Mm-hmm. And every time I tried to be something or emulate something, it always just ended up looking the same, and it always ended up looking the way that I made it. And it's it's never something that I ever wanted my shit to look like. I didn't want. I didn't want my work to look like this at all. Um, yeah. You know, I always had favorite designers and styles and stuff that I loved, and I just, I wanted it to look like that. I didn't want it to look like what I do. And then somewhere along the line, I think it might have been CXXVI times, like when we started that, and people, like, I just put it all out there on the line, and people responded to it. Um, it made me kind of realize a little bit more that, maybe the thing that I always was was something that I could embrace just the fact that it was there. So it was just kind of like having to recognize that the same thing that I did all the time, it's not that it was bad and that I, was, I wasn't I was getting better at something. It's just that I was something else. And I had to recognize that I was something different than what I was trying to be. And once I recognized that, then I was able to embrace what I actually was and then 
lean into it and learn about who I am and what I was about and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it, it was, it was first recognizing like, and I've always like kind of known, like I do things in a certain way, but you know, being able to recognize it took years, like 10 years before I recognized that I was like a certain thing. And then it took more time to be able to explore what I was and turn it into something that was recognizable by other people and not bad at the same time. So it's just like, it's, it's, it's not like you can just guess or wish to yeah. be something. You have to, you have to be able to step outside of your body, analyze what you're doing, figure out the things that keep repeating in your work. You know, what is it? And it doesn't necessarily have to be visual. It could be intangible. What do you keep doing over and over again? that maybe you don't realize that you do, that maybe someone else doesn't do. How does that play into what you could be? And can you take that thing and make it better than where you are now? So it's like, yeah. it's it's a total kind of like out-of-body experience where you, you have to be critical of yourself, but in a in a positive way. How Like instead of just being like, I hate that I do this, I hate that I do that, you got to just say like, what is this thing that I that makes me different? What is this thing that makes me unique that maybe I don't like about myself? But is it something that is so unique that no one else has that I can make I can really make mine? I can make my own. Like like the, the best thing that you that you could ever teach a kid on the playground is like if kids are bullying them about something, about their physical appearance or something like that, if you take that away from them and you own it and you live it and you're proud of it no one can make fun of it and you you disarm the bullies that way if you take it away from them and you own yeah. it and you love it and you use it as a superpower as opposed to a weakness but you have to actually love it right it, but you have to understand that it's something that makes you special it's not something that makes you worse it makes you special Special is good. Special is always better than not, you know? Like, you don't, yeah. like, there is, there's so many kids that is like, I just want to be like a regular kid. I just want to be like this. I just want, no, you don't. You want to be yeah. different. You want to be, you want to be unique. You want to be interesting. You want, you know, like, that's what, that's what makes you memorable. That's what turns your life into something that is worth living. If you want to be just like everybody else, you know, as a kid, and then you decide to follow the path of just like everybody else. And we've all seen it a million times. Yeah. By the time high school's over and maybe even college, those kids literally end up being just like everyone else. And they're just like boring adults with boring lives and then boring kids of their own. And it's yeah. just like the and it's just like that's where the mediocrity comes in. Where the people Yo, that just want to be like everybody else. That's the only reason I got Facebook. To check up on those people. That's right, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you're the same. <laughs> you thought you were so cool, but now look at you. You're boring as shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Turns out cool is boring as shit. Uh, yeah, that that's a hard thing though. Because what you're saying too really is like, hard. Yeah, really to hard. actually accept those things about yourself and to realize that it's not a it's not a downfall. Right. It is a positive. Or it's not even like it's a positive, but like you could make it a positive. Like you can make it. I would That's say hard. there's even people who seem like 
like from the outside looking in, they seem like they got all this shit together. They seem like their style is so clean and beautiful and perfect and whatever. But I mean, they could be just projecting that shit as hard as they possibly can. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's them. You know, they could just be really good at putting on a show. And when you talk to them, they might not be anything like what they put out into the world. And to me, that is a failure. Like to me, and this is a personal opinion too. Like it might not, you know, maybe other people don't see it this way. But to me, it feels like, it feels like a success to be a person, be okay with who you are, put who you are out into the world and be successful because you're happy with who you are. That to me feels like a success. Like I feel good about myself once I was finally able to recognize these things that I thought were failures, that I thought were were negative things about myself. When I could embrace mm-hmm. them and turn them around, I felt like that was the success right there. And then everything else after that doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't matter how much you get paid. It doesn't matter who you work for, who you work with, what you do, whatever. If you can find a way to figure out why what you are is good and necessary yeah. and special for the universe, then you win. And then other people will see that because if you can find that, then that will translate into confidence because you will feel good about what you are as opposed to trying to hide what you are. And if you feel confident about something, that's what attracts people to you because a confidence in something that's different is always appealing. It's always more appealing than 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 whatever the alternative could be. If you're different and you're confident, everyone in the world will turn around and look at you and just be like, whoa, look at what this person's up to. Do you think, though, to get to that place that you're talking about, like this is kind of going back to the guru bullshit, but it's like you have to be able to recognize the people that are confident but aren't, that are like truly infiltrating whatever that is like like to sell to sell a diamond you kind of got to know what a fake diamond looks like right most people are not going to know what a fake diamond looks like. exactly right right right. but you need to you need to so to successfully sell whatever you're selling you got to know and it's like right well in the only way to do that is to to have that kind of like introspective moment you know where you're just like looking at it and you analyze it you have to be you have to be like critical from a third party standpoint you can't you have to figure out a way to pull yourself out of your brain and just be and 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 recognize all these you know these elements of your personality you know it's just like mm-hmm. and and i i think people ask about style all the time but to me style comes down to who you are as a person like like a lot of times when i want to design to the best of my abilities I will find something that makes me really mad because it will rile me up. It doesn't have to even have anything to do with what I'm doing. But if I find yeah. something that can really rile me up and get like the like those like raw feelings boiling to the surface and then I can put on some like loud music or something like that, I will design the shit out of whatever I'm doing. Yo, dude, I feel the you know you know what it is about that that works? What? Is it feels and this, this might not be accurate, but if it kind of feels like survival at that moment. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, you're so fucking true. angry about it, like you need to 
it's not that you need to prove something, but it's like you need to accomplish this because yeah. you're angry and you got to, I don't know. It's, well, it, that's a it, weird thing. It feels like you have, it, it, it's, you have this feeling inside that you need to release. And it's just like, you know, it's kind of like when people always like make fun of like, like poets or whatever, where it's just like, yeah. oh, you're so moody. You're so this and whatever. But like, it's, it's kind of like using, using your human experience to, to in, instead of just going outside and like yelling at somebody, you release it in a different way, you know, and that, that different way is through kind of like a creative outlet. Yeah. You know, and I like, I'll sit there sometimes when I'm mad about something or, you know, it's usually, I do better when I'm mad than when I'm happy. Cause when I'm happy, I don't want to be bothered with solving problems. Yeah. 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 You know, when I'm mad about something, I feel like something is wrong and I need to correct it. And one way yeah. that I can correct it is by making something beautiful that can live in the world that can disarm some of what's negative about something, whatever is making me mad at the time, you know? I could agree. I don't know if it's anger though, but it's closely, it's, it's definitely something close to anger. Yeah. I don't know if it's anger. It's, 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 it's something else. It's, it's a, it's a, frust- it is like- it's like a frustration with, with a, with a, uh, an injustice. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean political or something like that. It's just something that shouldn't be that you're yeah. just like, this is bullshit. And I need to find a way to help get the universe back on track. And the one way I know I can yeah. do it is by trying to make something that's beautiful and memorable that people can pay attention to and pay less attention to that thing. So then do you think that in this, in this instance, style follows less or style follows secondary to the idea? Yeah. I think style just, it style is the, um, is the product of the process of finding all this out. Like, you have to go through all these things, and once you feel this certain way, and once you let loose, and your true, your true person has been released, and you you're free, and there's no none of these boundaries, then you just make, and then you can kind yeah. of focus on the little details. But once you're making at that point, then it's pure, and it's raw, and it's whatever you are. Yeah, you know. That's fun. that reminds me um years and years and years ago. Uh do you know Paul Sayre? Yeah. Paul Sayre the designer, he came to Calgary. And uh I poor, spoke to him and he's Poor guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> him and his wife, uh Emily Auberman of mm-hmm. uh Pentagram. Um okay. And I spoke to him and he said he had a student at one time that they were kind of all picking their their own exercises, I guess, for what they were doing. I guess it was like a master's kind of, mm-hmm. like of of whatever of art. And the one kid just designed a, like a logo for the same thing, for like a thousand a thousand logos or something like that for the exact same idea. Yeah. And he said, like in the beginning, it was like pretty obvious what the kid was doing, and then you see like this moment where like the kid doesn't have any directions to go anymore like he's kind of exhausted all his ideas and he said after you see like those exhausted ideas that's where it like it starts making sense yes and you start seeing like pretty amazing like unique yeah ideas and it's like after he had already done the obvious and then felt like it was over for him like he had just started exhausting his ideas drawing Mm -hmm. like you know the same logo over and over and like and it's funny because you kind of did that 
with me on a project that I recently worked on. Dude, that's like, my, that is my exact process. That's the exact yeah, yeah, yeah. process every time. You you do the obvious ideas first, get them out of your head. Then you go down the direction of just like feeling completely useless. And then at some point, if you just keep pushing, you break down the walls. And then all of a sudden, you're doing cool shit. That's just like, oh, man, there's the ideas, you know? Yeah, but it's funny because you did that with me. And then that story didn't even make sense. Like, I was like, what the, what a waste of fucking time. <laughs> what, like, that kid sounds stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, once you work, like, work through that process with me. Right. I was like, oh, this, this worked. It's like, this is, it's very clear why it worked. Cause it's like, that, that is what happened. Cause like, I was yeah. happy with the obvious, not the obvious, but it's like, I'd felt like I exhausted all my ideas. This was the one that worked pretty well. Right. And you're like, ah, just keep going. And then it was like the next one was like, yep. The next like three were the ones that I actually ended up putting in the, in the. Dude, the funny thing is, is once you break down that barrier, then the ideas just keep coming and you're just like, oh, what if I do this? 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 And you're just like, then you just got to decide when to stop. Yeah. 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 Which that's, we talked about as well Is like, that's my biggest downfalls. I don't know when to stop where the idea is. You know what I mean? Which one's the one to pursue? There's no, there's no, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason of when you stop. There's yeah. just like a moment, like for me, I, and it's, it's never easy. Um, we're working with an architecture firm right now doing branding for them. And I've been working through this and it's been tough because I want it to be different than every mm-hmm. other architecture firm out there. And they're all very much the same. And I want this one to be different because, um, you know, they're, the the owner or the, the, the main partner is um, a different type of architect. He's very hands, he's very, he's very organic in the way he draws. He draws like an illustrator, which is not mm-hmm. what most architects do, you know? And uh, there's, there's so, I've, it's so funny. There is so much of standard architect design that you need to weed through first before you can get to the boring stuff and then get to the breakthrough. Like I wasn't yeah. expecting there to be that much of it with with this particular, you know, because like a creative is a creative and blah, 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 whatever. Like it's almost to the point where you feel like you're branding yourself because you have to get past the cliche shit. Yeah. And there's just so much cliche shit. Like there's so many things that you can lay out that is just cliche as hell. Yeah. And I I didn't think there was going to be that much until I started actually doing it and it was uh you know, it's 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 been it's it's been wild, but as soon as you get to that point where you can finally break through, like to me it's just like I'll find a spot that feels really nice and that's usually the spot that I want it to land. And nine times out of 10, I will push that on the client as this is the direction you want to go. Sometimes I'll have a few and I'll sleep on it and I'll come back and I'll start putting things together. And I'll realize that the whole process actually did um, create like there was actually some decent stuff. Even in those middle phases, there'll be some Mm -hmm. things that like once I put it together with like an end phase part and maybe like a beginning phase and merge them together then it's like, oh, that's actually a really good idea. Like there was something good in there, but I just didn't recognize it because it was just in the in the friggin' the sludge shoot of just shit that was yeah. falling out. Um, but yeah, you there's I, I 
you, there's no way to just know when to stop. Sometimes yeah. you just have to feel when to stop. And sometimes one thing just works so well, you're just like, yeah, no, that's it. I'm good. You know? That's what's weird too is like what you just said there is like um, when somebody wants to teach you the process. It's like so you, you showed me like processes that work and things like that. Mm -hmm. But then there is a certain amount of it that is like you can't teach somebody like when to pursue something or like right. you can tell them pursue that. Like if they show you it, you can be like, I'd pursue that. But right. it's like your choice to pursue that is as good as like theirs would have been to pursue yeah. probably any of them, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's a, that's, that's what's so, yeah, man, we have a shitty industry <laughs> where we have like a <laughs> shitty job. You know what I mean? Like, that sucks. The part about our job that's shitty is that every time you start a new project and every time you get to a certain point, you end up hating yourself. Like, I don't know if there's a lot of other jobs <laughs> where it like forces you to hate yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and then, and then if you, and then once you finally get through it, you feel good about it. You don't like yourself. You just feel relieved. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it is like a relief. You're like, Oh man, I made that work. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, I made that work. And then you're like, you're like, man, you kind of get, you'll get uh proud. Like, I don't know if you get proud, but, You'll hit a point where you're like, I did a pretty good job on that. And then the next project comes and you're like, here we ground, go again. Zero again. Here we go yeah. again. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. I don't have any ideas. I don't know what to do. It, uh, it, it always starts of like, this is going to be sick. I got so many ideas. And then you start working out those initial ideas and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> if I showed if I showed people like some of my like sketches in my sketchbook for like where things led, but like the originals and things like that where I felt like it was going decent, it's like so so horrible and like yeah. so obvious. Yeah. Uh yeah. You know what? That's probably I yeah, you don't hear many people admitting that. Do you have like your your go-tos in terms of when you can't figure something out, like, do you have a, a, a tricks to get yourself out of? Yeah. Problem spot. Yeah. When you know something, you just kind of got to get the job done. Not yeah. even just get the job done. But. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, the funny thing is, it's like, I always had those for a long time, but I feel like, I feel like I might be at a point where I may have exhausted them slightly because I've made yeah. some of them actually end up working. Like usually yeah. they used to be more of a crutch. Because I yeah. knew like it wasn't gonna work for the project, but it would look cool. And then mm -hmm. the idea would be like just trying to get trying to get my brain to the point where I was happy with how something looked enough to feel creative to keep going, as opposed yeah. to just getting stuck and like being like on a plateau somewhere. Um, but yeah. I've made some of those things actually work for some clients to the point of just like those were my tools to launch me into something else where I'm like, Oh fuck. Now I need to make a whole new toolbox of stuff to use to kind of get completely. me into that zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a hard part that I feel like, um, like a lot of these questions that we get, I feel like I'm at that point where it's like, um, like this person, it, it doesn't feel like particularly like a great designer or anything, right. but like they're, they're good enough. And like that, that's a kind of a shitty spot to, be at because you can get work done effectively yeah, right. but but also like it's nothing great but it's like yeah you could sell work and it's like that that's a it's a hard place to be because i feel like i can make something look okay right but is the idea there and it's like 
Probably not. Yeah, but that's like that just comes with experience, you know. I, I mean, unless I, you just keep. I, I can't. I just. I can't emphasize enough how much of my career I spent just being like, I know how to make stuff look cool, but like, what does it mean? Who cares? Yeah. You know, like what? Yeah. It, what this doesn't. And it, it's like the things that I was always the worst at was logo design, T-shirt design shit that like people know me for now you know and it was just like i could never quite understand the formula of how to make that look good and then how to un and how to kind of create um a story behind it to make it to make it something that people would want to latch on to but over time and through trial and error and lots and lots of failure you know i kind of figured out like okay, this is it, and this is this, and this is that, or whatever, and that's um, become like my, it's, it's, you know, it, it's all about narrative. It's all about process. It's all about the, the 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 way you think. It's all about the way you connect, emotions, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Like, it, And I think it's it comes from so much failure that uh, it's just, it's easier to be honest with yourself once you've failed enough to just be like, okay, like, I get it. I'm a loser. Now can I just like start like learning from this, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that leads kind of into like yeah, you kind of just keep faking it. <laughs> Even yeah. though you know it's like it's fake. You're like right. I'm faking this, I'm faking this until yep. you can like be in a place where you don't have to fake it anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. All right, I got a new section. A new section. A new section for the show. Mm-hmm. Do you have any do you have any All right, uh this yeah. is uh What what is it? Throwbacks. To some of the first questions we've ever gotten. <laughs> How about that? How's that? Is that good? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, Throw. I wrote down. Damn. Yeah, I wrote down quite a few. Look at this guy. But I mean, we could just tackle. We could tackle one. This might be the. This might be the first time you've actually done something on your own for the podcast. It's like <laughs> episode one. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, get ready, because there's gonna be a lot more of that. Oh shit! I'm ready. Until we get busy again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it's just back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Um, so this is actually, this might be the third question we ever got. But so would you talk about what 90s cartoons inspired your doodles when you were growing up? If you have to compare today's cartoons to what existed in the 90s. Uh, what would you point to as the distinguishing difference? Dude, this is going to be like exactly what I was talking about at the beginning of the show where I'm probably going to answer it exactly the same. You know what? Yeah. As much as since the the beginning of doing this podcast, this might be the first time that I've ever actually done something for the show. Yeah. You just said that. I feel like people have gotten weaker with their questions. <laughs> this is a pretty good question. And now we get like... Now we get like, uh, what does Big Dog say to Little Dog? <laughs> yeah, but is, it, is that our fault? Do we just like stay, say really stupid shit? We've just dumbed people down. <laughs> we, we've like curated this like bullshit question asking. <laughs> oh, God. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe I should stop talking about like like talking magic dogs and fucking start talking about real shit. Yeah. Oh man, yo! I I uh I played that episode for Aaron and she she was laughing. Uh, she thought it was funny. Hard. Yeah, dude, it was hilarious. All I right, still think about that. All right, that's good. Um, 
I so still, 90s I cartoons. Still, I still don't know the meaning of life, man. <laughs> um, next year. Yeah, next year maybe. Next year. 90s cartoons, man. Fucking. It'll, it'll, I mean, there's so many. There's so many 90s cartoons. You know what? I, I'll, I'll expand a little bit because I don't remember exactly what I said. But there was a lot of 90s cartoons that were stylistically amazing, right? You yeah. had your obvious Gen X, Ren and Stimpy, and Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. You had your Nickelodeon, you know, Doug, Rocco's Modern Life, Rugrats. You had your, um, your like, Cartoon Network, like, Turner-ish cartoons, Dexter's Lab, um, mm-hmm. Powerpuff Girls, uh what was like, you know, like that whole kind of like style, those like really, really thick lined, like graphically flat, like semi like inspired by anime almost type things, but like also like really like iconic looking at the same time. The 90s was a a really great, interesting time for cartoons. And then you had your like indie shit, that MTV would play like um, uh, Liquid Television, The Max, Eon Flux, The Head, uh, a lot of stuff like that, and and it was it was a cool time to be a creative person interested in drawing and animation. Um, growing up with that, because it was just like there were so many different styles, and uh, oh god, the cat's back. Yeah, dude. The Yo, back. tell that cat to shut the fuck up. <laughs> John's talking about cartoons. <laughs> God damn dude, it. She loves Liquid TV, all right? I hate that cat. I hate it. What is that cat's name? Lily. Li- God, of course. Stupid name, too. Look at that. Stupid name for a cat. Name that thing like Mittens or something. Change, Snowball. Change, change Lily's <laughs> name to Mittens. <laughs> Dude, she's the best cat. No, she's not. She's she's literally interrupted like three or four episodes in a row at this point. <laughs> you know what the best thing is 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 uh, to in, to further interrupt uh, your nineties yeah, cartoon, yeah. favorite cartoons. Um, you are definitely a cat person. And no, I'm not. I hate cats. I hate them. No, no, no. That same, same. Your cat is different because I hate dude, cats. They're vicious little killers. Yeah. And they only like you. Dude, I, they hate I, I everybody just, else. I don't care because they just get up on and stand on tables and counters and shit where you put food and I find Not this it one. to be. I just saw him stand on your desk. Oh, because I left him on the desk, on this desk. Yeah, well, Kitchen don't... won't go on the counter in the Are kitchen. Are you sure? Yo, let me tell yeah, you yeah, something. Yeah. I love animals. I would never do anything to hurt an animal. But when I see a cat jump on a kitchen table, I want to pick it up and punt it across the fucking street. <laughs> like, as hard as I can. You know what? I No, I agree. That's why, like, we don't let our cats on the kitchen table. What do you do when the cat jumps on the kitchen table? Because it jumps on your desk. Do you pick this it up and you go, on the... you go, hey, pss, 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 hey, 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 hey. Pss, 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 please don't do that. Like that? Please don't do that. <laughs> Listen, please don't get on my counter anymore. <laughs> you know what? This one jumped on the stove once when it was on. It won't go up on the counters anymore. Why? Because you fucking turned the stove on when it was standing on the grates? <laughs> no, it was. It just jumped up onto the stove. It was I'll on teach and, you and now, to jump on my food. Yeah. <laughs> so now, yeah. yeah, you're definitely a cat person. I can tell. No, no, not interested. You're a, you're a your cat person. 
No, not I don't know. No, no, not my my mother in law had a cat that was a kitten that I thought I was bonding with for a second, yeah. right? And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll give cats a chance. Yeah. And then the next time I saw that cat, it was an asshole, and it just like swatted at me and like like did some shit, and I was like, fine, fuck you. Like yeah, we're but- not friends. And we're never going to be friends. Yeah. And next time I see you, I'm going to, like, yell at you or something or, like, take your food away. <laughs> but if you've seen that cat every day on a daily basis, it yeah. would never do that to you. I don't I, – I no. I want nothing to do with cats. Keep them. You can have them all. Keep all the cats. Right. No, I don't if want I, them all. I don't if if I, I get a cat, this. I'll send them to you. I'll put them in a little okay. box and send them to you. <laughs> New York street cats? Yeah, New York. I'll give you a New York street cat. <laughs> New York black street cat. Yeah, all right, yeah, perfect. Yeah. He'll have like a like a little leather jacket on and like have like a greased back hair and a toothpick in his mouth. <laughs> hey, yo, give me a water. Yeah, <laughs> give me a water. Hey, yo, yo, where, it's smoking. Where the mouse is at? Where the where the, I need a mouse and a water. <laughs> uh, so, nineties cartoons that inspired your doodles. Yeah, I think I, I think I said all of them already. Oh, those those were the ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, those were. I used to just draw those things all the time, all of them. If you, yeah, for sure. If you had to pick your if favorite card, one that I, one that I drew all the time. Yeah, Rocco's Modern Life. Okay, that's yeah. the one that I never really watched. Yeah, I used to draw that one all the time. I loved it. It was uh, it was like very kind of like adult, but also childlike simultaneously, and it was like Rocco. Um, he, I think I think he was I think shit I haven't seen it in so long but I think he was like a I think he wrote comic books or something and he used to hang out in a comic book store and I didn't I could never get into comic books but I loved the fact of like watching a character be creative yeah you know um, and it, you know it's really funny there's I think I, I talk about this podcast sometimes because I, I enjoy it the We Hate Movies podcast but I, they pointed out like a lot of times in um, movies and TV shows that the go-to profession for someone who needs to be like creative and unique, but also somewhat wealthy is architect. Like how many fucking architects are in movies yeah, yeah, and yeah. TV shows? Like everyone's just an architect all the time. And I, I remember listening to that. I was like, God damn it. You're right. I, I always used to think architect was such a common profession, but outside of like the architect that I just mentioned, like how many architects did you just meet in your life? Like in random scenarios? Yeah. Never, never. <laughs> You're never like, oh, what do you do for a living? Yeah. You're, oh, you're a graphic designer too? <laughs> but meanwhile, but never like, like, in every sitcom, there's always like a beautiful house and then like a drafting table in the background just to show that the dad is an architect. You know why? Because it's like uh, commercially acceptable. Like it's a, you would never be like, I'm an art, an artist. Well, it's I, like, that doesn't make any money. It's because I think, I think it's because it's, it, it shows that the, the character can be, creative and or interesting it shows that the character can be available for all times of the day because it's a creative profession that doesn't necessarily work nine to five and that the character can make enough money to live comfortably enough so that the set of the show can be interesting and different and weird and people won't question it yeah well i'm about to debunk that (laughs) (laughs) um uh, they might be interesting. They might be rich. <laughs> <laughs> they are not smart. <laughs> uh, what would you point to? Or no, uh, compare today's cartoons 
with existing 90s cartoons. So what's like a cartoon today? I mean, I think I know this answer, but. Oh, well, which yeah, I just shit, man. Like we talk about disenchantment all the time. I love I just finished. Yeah, dude, that was so, so good. Sick. So good. So good. So good. Yeah. And we talked about this, but now they're really opening it up. It does feel like because before yeah. I was like, this is good, but it feels very like tight. one dimensional. Yeah. 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 Super tight in storyline. Yeah. And now I'm like, man, this is this is really opened up. Well, it went from like one dimensional to just like every dimensional. Like it's it just seems like it, there's like limit. Like there's just like too there's like too much to take in at once now. Yeah. Futurama. You know? They Futurama did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did. Which is uh pretty awesome um other, wanted... car- other cartoons though man like i don't even know what the fuck there is honestly i don't i don't really besides like the cartoons that like my daughter watches yeah she watches like uh like big city greens and gravity falls and shit like that which are all really cool cartoons actually um pickle and peanut is a really it look that pickle and peanut is a straight up like like adult swim cartoon but like on disney kids or some shit yeah it's it's wild it's a crazy crazy cartoon but it's it's um it's pretty cool because it's like it's very much like that like lo-fi style animation um yeah i don't know oh, have I, you don't, s- I don't know have you seen uh love death and robots no or Lo- yeah no. no no it's just like a limited series i guess like each episode is like per- directed and i think it's entirely made by by a different studio oh, really? kind of thing yeah it's pretty well done like there's a lot of really good ones. There's a few. There's like some that are like 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. I think there's longer. It might all be 15 actually. Now that I'm thinking yeah. about it, but really interesting. It's cool to see, uh, kind of just like a whole bunch of different stories falling under one concept or one. Okay. You know, and different takes on it or whatever. Yeah, I think yeah, you yeah. you'd enjoy it because I also I think we both don't care about Star Wars and Star Trek and no shit like that no. or any kind of like space movie. Well, like, that's why, like, Futurama was weird that it appealed to me so much. Because I'm, like, I'm yeah. generally not, like, a a science fiction spaced. Like, I do, I, I not not in the sense of, like, science fiction fantasy. Like, mm-hmm. I like science fiction stuff where it's, like, time travelers and Planet of the Apes and, you know, like, yeah. shit like that. But, like, once it got, like, Star Wars never appealed to me because it was almost just, like, Lord of the Rings in space. Which, dude, I love Lord of the Rings. Do you? Did we yeah. talk about this? Yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I probably made fun of you for it, right? Yeah, you did. Shit's, but I will, shit, I'll give you this. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, it's weird that I love it so much. And I think it's because I was so young. But like, right. Because none of that stuff appeals to me at nah. all anymore. Nah. And uh, did you like yeah, Game of I Thrones? W- did we talk about Game of Thrones? Yeah, we both watched it, right? Yeah. You watched it as well? Um, yeah. It was fine. It, yeah, like it was, I'll never watch it again. No, no interest. You know what I mean. And I'm not. Um, I'm not like the type of person where I would like read the book and like lose my mind over it and stuff. It's just like I just don't care. Uh, I've had a lot of people tell me that Harry Potter is actually like a really good book, and I'm like, I'm probably never gonna read that. Like, there's no, there's no shot that I'll read it. I've never heard someone say it's not a good book, mm-hmm. or a series of books, or whatever. Point. Like everyone who's yeah. ever read it is always just like, yeah, it's great, and it probably, I'm sure it is. I just have no interest in that type of shit. Like, I, just, I don't care about, like, wizards and warlocks and magic spells and all that shit. Just... Mm. Yo, I, I love just finding, like, short books or even, like, short movies or limited series. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't have to invest 
Yeah, right. Very right, much time right, right. right. I do appreciate I th- that's one of the things about like uh the media landscape today is like I do appreciate like the limited series. It's longer than a movie, but it watches like a TV show. So you kind of get the best yeah. of both worlds. Yeah. And then it's over. It's done. You know what I watched yesterday was um Shadow in the Cloud. Shadow in the Cloud. Did you see have you seen this? All no. right. Spoiler alerts coming. So if you haven't seen Netflix? it, you, uh, no, no, it was, uh, I don't even remember. I don't remember where I got it from, but it, it yeah. wasn't on Netflix. Um, so yeah, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. So, uh, if you want to see it, fucking fast forward like a minute or something. It's, it's about, um, a woman during world war two, she gets on a, on a fighter plane, um, with a package, that needs to be taken care of, and they force her into like this turret underneath the plane that has like a machine gun on it, and they're being chased by Japanese fighter pilots or whatever. So it's like this whole thing. Most of it is just her in this turret. Like the first half of the movie is just her in it by herself, and she's locked in there. And there's a fucking gremlin on the plane. Yeah, that sounds sick. And the guys who are like in the in the plane above, like she has like headphones on, and she can hear them, and they're being like really like misogynistic and disgusting and stuff like that. And she's like, you don't know who you're dealing with, blah 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 blah, whatever. So it 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 comes out that the thing in the in the package is a baby that she had, and she was trying to smuggle it back because she was married, and one of the guys on the plane is actually the father or whatever. So then during all this, they, you know, the Japanese fighter pilots catch up with them and start shooting at them. And it's, like, totally, totally unbelievable, but, like, just, like, nonstop, crazy, like, nonsensical action the whole time. So she's getting shot at by fighter pilots. Her baby's in a friggin' box in the thing. These guys are fighting amongst themselves, and a gremlin is attacking her all at the same time. What does this gremlin look like? It it looks kind of like a like a large bat. It's not oh. bad. The design is it's not exactly what I wanted it to be, but it wasn't bad either. Yeah. So long story short, without completely ruining it, she ends up it's like she's trying to protect her baby, right? And she goes through everything that a mother would do to protect her baby, except elevated times like a million, because it's her like literally hanging off a fighter plane, fighting a gremlin with like one hand while she holds onto the baby with the other, and her foot is like hooked into like a strap, and she's like hanging underneath, and like a fighter jet is like shooting at her and shit. It's like so. The reason why I bring it up is because, and, and like the way that it ends, I was like, the best way to end this movie is by doing this. And then it happens. And I'm like, it really pulls the whole thing together. It's like, it's very much like a, like a motherly empowerment type of film. And it shows yeah. like how um, important and what mothers can do to go, you know, to, to like protect their children and all this kind of shit. And they do it in such a way that's so over the top that it feels amazing, you know? So what you're telling me is she sacrifices herself for the baby. No, she doesn't. No, because she protects the baby. And it's like every, like, essentially there's a happy ending. Like, but the way she does it, and the, the if you watch it, you'll see, like, the le- like I said, because I was watching it with my wife and my sister-in-law, and I was just like, I was like, the only thing left to do is this, to really yeah. show, like, what a total and complete perfect mother she is. And then she does it. And I'm like... There it is. There it is. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's a really good way to kind of end it. The problem is, is that the poster design for the movie 
is is yeah. just is is just so cliche like mid 2000s action poster yeah what is this and the title is just so boring but like there's a there are hints of brilliance in the movie with like she's she's in the turret it's just her and all she can hear is voices over the headphones so every time they're like introducing themselves they do like this really cool like like vignette of like the guy of who's speaking oh. and it's like a really cool kind of like like there's like red light on hitting on one side and like green light hitting on the other and it's like really interesting the way that they do like introduce the character and there's a lot of like stylistic choices that are super sick but like if they were to just like go full with that yeah like push the aesthetics a little further and then like push the cheesiness just a hair above and like have the design of the titles and the movie poster just a step into something a little bit more interesting it it would be like a perfect film you know what i mean isn't that funny that yeah no i know exactly what you mean and it's it's the inability to do that thing because of because they need to sell that thing. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, like I get film as art, but it seems like furthest from what real art is in the sense of like needing to actually. Yeah, exactly. And it, and it's just like, um, and it's so funny because we were making fun of it at the beginning because there's like, f- like 20 different production team logos at the beginning of the movie. And we're like, yo, how many people did it take to, to finance this film? You know? Yeah. And, it, and, and and in the end, it's it's really not much of anything. Like there's some there's CGI, but mostly it's just her sitting in this little chair for like the first fifty minutes of the movie, you know. Yeah. Um, but like, if if they did to this movie what like Quentin Tarantino does to his movies in terms of graphics, color, style, you know, yeah. If they did like what you know some of like these more like indie style movies do with you know like title sequences and color and all it it would like and it's not that it's just like this like super amazing film it's not that it's that it's a it's a really enjoyable experience yeah and to me like it doesn't have to be like fucking citizen kane or gone with the wind or some shit to be like a masterpiece like it can be a stupid like you know five panel comic strip of a movie and still be a masterpiece. Yeah, because I think you know? th- there's great examples. And I mean, it sucks that you got to bring up like a great example like Quentin Tarantino or something. But there yeah. are like those indie films where you're like, uh, it checks all the boxes in terms of follow through. Right. It just right. is what it is. And right. it makes you enjoy it a lot more than if they're, it's like, hey, we're making this like weird, obscure storyline, but we're going to also have Brad Pitt so we can sell more tickets. Right. And his character should die, but he's not gonna because people wouldn't like Brad Pitt dying. Yes, right, 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 exactly. It's also like, did you ever see um, uh, Grindhouse? Yes. The Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, like, double feature? Yes. And, okay. uh, yeah. So so the first one, like, the, like, um, the Robert Rodriguez like Death one. Proof or whatever? So Death Proof was Quentin Tarantino, and then there was Planet Terror, which was Robert yes. Rodriguez. Like, that is a movie that I felt like pushed it so far, like, stylistically, that it went into kind of just, like, the perfect amount of cheese. 
but like yeah. in a, such a stylistic way that it just nails it. Like the titles were great, the colors were great, the dialogue was just like over the top. Like this movie had like really kind of clunky dialogue at the beginning, and like you kind of hate them at first, but you know that they're trying to be overly cheesy, but like it doesn't yeah. hit right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and Dude, it, it's just like these little tweaks. It, like little tweaks would have made this film like my favorite movie ever if they just did some of these things the right way. You know, man, that reminds me. I just, uh, I just watched yesterday. Uh, no Country for Old Men. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I think that's a great movie. Yeah, it is a great. Such follow through. The characters are like very strong. Who they are, which. Yeah. I get you want a character that's like more dimensional, but it's right. like it's, sometimes it's really nice to just have like, like you're saying, like unexpected line from what a police officer would say. You know what right. I mean? Or how like the small town sheriff would act or whatever. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, you, you know what's a good movie that does it uh, really well? Did you ever see The House of the Devil? Uh, no. So The House of the Devil was a horror movie that came out, I want to say, within the past 10 years or so. Um, the poster design is beautiful. The filming is beautiful. And it's supposed to be kind of like a throwback to like 80s style horror. Mm -hmm. But it was done, you know, kind of like in present day. And like it's so beautifully directed. It's so perfectly acted. It's so perfectly – and oh, here's the other thing about Shadow in the Cloud. The – the soundtrack sounded like fucking Stranger Things. It was like synth horror. Yeah, like yeah. 80s, I love that shit. But it takes place in like 1939 or something. Well, you and, don't love that? No, I absolutely love it. But the thing oh. that's missing for me is the style of the film just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like they pushed it far enough to make that as great. Like yeah. I, I downloaded the soundtrack or like put it on Spotify like instantly after the movie ended and I've been listening to it. It's like it's solid. Um, Yo, yeah, you should share that. It's yeah, it's, no, it's super good. So it's like, I mean, it's on Spotify. Just look up like "Shadow in the Cloud," I think, and it's like the soundtrack. Um, but like, it's it's just it's really good. And if that, if that, if just like, oh God, it just makes me so mad. Like the visuals are so close. Like another one was, um, uh, what was that other movie we watched? Uh, Promising young woman. Did you see that? No. I think I think that's what it was called. Like really good and like the style and the color of the movie is really good but they have like these elements where like type comes on the screen and it almost doesn't come up enough or something to make it stylistically relevant like yeah. i you understand like how it's supposed to be make an impact but it's like it doesn't kind of happen enough and close enough together for it to like you know, like the movie's maybe too long for it to be spaced out that far, for it to really hit hard, you know? And yeah, like yeah, yeah. some of the things that they do like verbally or stylistically should be a little bit more outrageous, I think, for it to really make that impact, you know? Have you seen – have you seen – you started watching Wayne. Yes. That YouTube yeah, yeah, version yeah. of Wayne. Yeah. I feel like that – that's a really good example of something really working because it's not the best dialogue. It's not – the best filmed or anything but it's like super stylized yeah weird big giant title yep. cutscenes. yeah 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 and stuff the music like is definitely not commercial music right um it, it works on every level right and it's definitely so weird that it's like that's kind of what makes something so good though like like 
Ghostbusters or any of those is like it's almost yeah. when they were making them they weren't like this is the commercial fucking box office hit. It's just it's, like, it's it's a story that has all the things need to make sense with it. It's not like what's going to appeal to this person, so we have to change this so it appeals to them. Like the perfect yeah. example is the fucking shadow in the cloud poster. Like it's the yeah. same thing. It's like that thing that you see all the time. It's like it's like blue light on one side and orange light on the other, and like action hero in the middle, and it's just yeah. like. Like, the, you know, one of the things that really bothered me, did you see the film Us, that Jordan Peele horror movie? Yeah. So that movie I thought was great. Yeah. I thought all, all across the board it was a great movie, but the thing that bothered me so much was the lettering on the poster for Us. Yeah. it was it. You know, I think what the biggest problem with all of these are is that... They look Netflix, like free fonts. Yeah, and Netflix is really pushing through this thing. And I, I'm sure you've noticed this, but it's like it'll start to curate titles or, yeah. or move like movie posters for you. So if you like like uh, big giant type posters, yeah, yeah, and you're constantly clicking on movies with that, it'll start generating those for other movies. You know, I did notice that. And being that, you know, I've worked with Netflix before, I never had to do that before. So I wonder if it's like, like if it's maybe like for newer movies, they kind of like do like refreshed artwork. I think it's because so when you work with Netflix, you probably just do like a title, like a t- like title yeah, treatment or whatever. Yeah, it's just kind of like kind branding of the same way you would do with anything else, and you do one and you do it for like this size and this size and this size and the key and I art think those shit regenerate kind right. of they use it to like and then also like you'll see like sometimes it's like not even the movie logo in the title, you know? Yeah. Right, it's right, like right. something completely different. Most, and then when you of, the, click most on it, of the time, it's not. Yeah, so those things are just like generating based on. I I think they pre-generate like a whole bunch, but it's like A and B testing. It's like whatever one you're gonna like the most. Well, a lot of a lot of movies, and this is something that I can say from experience, um, is that like a lot of movies, their marketing logos and shit like that are different than the logos that show up in the title sequence at the beginning of the film. Yeah, you know, because it's it's literally two different teams that work on both things. Yes. You know. Which is super makes me very, very, very angry. Very disconnected. Yeah, and specific like I don't yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm not gonna bring up any examples, but there's some examples that were just frustrated. It is. It's very yeah, it's very disconnected. It's very disconnected. Some some stuff you've done. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just made me so angry. <laughs> yeah, I know. And yeah. it is always stuff that I tried to push through too, where it's just like I know we're working on the marketing side of things. I'm always like, how do we get this in the title? It would work yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yo you guys you guys want us to do it for free we'll yeah we'll do, do it for free. free just put in the title we're, that's all <laughs> we're already doing it you guys can use this wherever you want just use uh, it just use it <laughs> yeah no that's uh yeah um th- that's something that maybe you can give credit to wes anderson because yes. you've, ru- you've you've 100%. single-handedly ruined wes anderson for me that's what i do man that's what i do but yeah no but, uh, creatively and like aesthetically and drive through. He does it maybe better than anyone. Because he's been doing it for twenty years, making the same movie every single yeah. fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're they're visually perfect, though. I mean, they really are. Yeah, they're just like they're, they're yeah. so good. The titles are great. The like, he, you know, he does those things where it's like, like, a, a, like, um, a, a title treatment will overlay, and it like. It, it it impacts as feeling like you're hitting different chapters. Yes. It hits yeah. you the right way. The visuals are great. The stills are great. The, the colors are great. Like the, the over-the-topness of certain things is great. Like 
yeah, aesthetically and and just like style wise, he's probably the best at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- fully. I mean, the way he shoots is like you're watching a theater play. Mm-hmm. It's very centered and like very like very. Would theatrical be the word now? Yeah, like, yeah, when you yeah. Say yeah. theatrical, it's like a yeah. theater, but like, uh, yeah, he's a good example of that. Not that, not that uh, I like his movies anymore. You fucking <laughs> every I mean, movie. I'm like, this is the same shit. It's really the same thing. It's the same thing. I mean, the, he's playing the hits, man. I get it. It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. You do what you got to do. Um, yeah. Quentin Tarantino always picks what feel like very weird, different storylines. I mean, honestly, he's 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 a he's also he's the same thing. He's a different Wes Anderson. You think though? Because I feel like the stories are always different. Um, I think they're, yeah, you know what? Maybe they are. I mean, they are different enough where they're just like, some are more outrageous, some are more toned down, but I think it's more or less, it's just watching him grow as, yeah. as, as a creator. It's, it's, you know, like if you watch Reservoir Dogs and then you watch like, like, uh, like Django or like Inglorious Bastards or something like that, or fucking once upon a time in Hollywood. dialogue or whatever yeah, yeah like you know like you can see like some like the older ones are closer like reservoir dogs and pulp fiction and then you know like you start to move into like the more modern ones and there's just so much more like the old ones seem like they are very much kind of like a diy independent the newer Which, ones yeah. seem like they're more like like a like a love affair with the process so it's like the movies are long and they're detailed and they're there's like a lot of flourishes to them, but there's just like such an such an attention to the process. Like it almost doesn't matter what it is. Like like Once Upon a Time yeah. in Hollywood, like was a it was just kind of like fun to watch. Like nothing happened for the whole time, and then the yeah. end was just like a holy shit. You know, he was like, oh, I, I might as well end this with a bang because the rest of yeah. it was really kind of nothing. You know? People need to leave the theater thinking they've seen something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And his his uh, Hateful Eight or whatever was that as well. Yeah. I, like Django the ends in the same tough. way. Inglorious Bastards was the same way with like when they kill Hitler at the end. Like it's like yeah. kind of like it's just like fun to watch like a bunch of like things that almost like there's it almost feels like it doesn't even build to anything. It's just like a bunch of shit yeah. that happens. And then holy shit, like here's this crazy crescendo that somehow makes sense. And then I yeah, love yeah, this yeah. movie all of a sudden. Yo, that's a really good. Uh, that's a really good point. And I, I mean, you're not going to Wes Anderson me with these ones. But I still appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, there is a weird attention to just like the love of film or something like yeah. that. that yeah, yeah. It comes with yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Uh, you want you want to do more throwback questions? Yeah, let's do let's do a couple more and then we'll uh, then we'll call it a day. All right, this is a good one. This is a good dark one. Nice, bring it. <laughs> this. You are seemingly always working, but in the moments you pause, do you have any trepidation about getting older in regards to design or more generally life? I, um, I've reached a point, and I don't know if this is the same as my first answer, but I've reached a point where I don't care about design the way I used to because design isn't an external source anymore design is just who i am like Mm -hmm. i just i live design so much throughout the day it's just it doesn't feel like an exterior part of my life anymore it just feels like eating 
and breathing and sleeping, designing. Like it's just, it's just, it's just so, so much ingrained into my thinking. It, like literally everything I do uh, is just is design oriented in some way, shape, or form. Um, and it helps that my kids are interested in creativity also because it's like okay, when I walk away from my work, I can help them with theirs, you know. And they have like. You know, the little one is little, she can only do so much, but my older one is just so creative and interesting now. You know, Yo. she's like getting older. What? You, you, I sent you a yeah. drawing yesterday. Yeah, dude. And I, I like want that to be, I want that to be a series. Do you oh. know what I mean? Like, like I feel like you need to publish like a, a book. Yeah. Like a zine of just her drawings. Her drawings are, she is, for an eight year old, she is so clever with what she does so it was okay so yesterday yeah dude you got to talk about this yes yesterday um my my wife was making dinner and i was feeding i was feeding the little one and my my um my older daughter who's eight and my sister-in-law were there and we were hanging out and my older daughter wanted to have a drawing contest so i'm sitting there feeding the baby whatever and she's not a baby she's two years old but um I'm 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 helping her eat dinner and I'm like okay so I'll give you guys things to draw you draw them so I'll de- I'll describe it cuz it's amazing yeah um let me pull it up really quick here so I sent it to you right yeah yeah you sent it uh just yesterday i guess my phone's just... like laying on the floor cuz my cat knocked it off the counter dude it's so funny it's like like where the fuck are, where are all my dude? I could describe it ever. No, I want I want it to be okay. <laughs> yeah. I got it. I got it. Okay, so I was trying to come up with random stuff so that they would have to like work to make it interesting. So mm-hmm. I told them uh, to draw a ghost picnic, right? <laughs> so so my sister in law she can draw too. Um, so she drew like ghosts having a picnic or whatever. So then my daughter shows me her drawing of the ghost picnic, and it's. It's two ghosts having a picnic, right? And there's a sun up in the corner. Like the, you know, like there's the sun up in the corner and the sun has like like shades on or whatever. And the one ghost is sitting and they're talking and one ghost said, "How is your mom?" <laughs> and, the other, <laughs> and the other ghost says, "She's dead." <laughs> and then the and then the and then the sun is, has has is has two speech bubbles and it just one speech bubble says OMG and then the other <laughs> the other speech bubble says dead exclamation point question mark and the son's face is so shocked and like <laughs> dude it is so so good the drawings are so cool the 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 way that she likes like has this narrative in it is like solid and like the yeah. commentary is just bizarre and I'm Dude, just like, I, yo, this is my favorite drawing I've ever seen in my life. Like, when you sent me that, I was, I was so impressed. I was like, <laughs> the follow through, like on every level, like yep. with, with just the the conversation, but then like, yep. she has a stun, like popping yeah. in and being like, like, <laughs> like, oh like a God. remark. <laughs> Yeah, dude, like that could be like a that could be like an episode. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yes. yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's so lively or whatever. It's incredible. Uh, it's, it's so like to kind of like watch that stuff. Um, like, there's no like design is just like baked into me at this point. But I will say, in the in that process, you know, and I'm not I'm not even forty yet, but like, I'm starting to, I'm starting to see life turn on me. You know? Yeah. 
and it's like um like i remember i remember i was talking to my dad when uh when his father died and he was like it's really weird he's like i kind of feel like an orphan now you know and yeah. even though my dad you know at the time he was like i don't know in his 50s or 60 or something like that and it's just like because once the older generation is gone everyone moves up a notch you know and now like you become the old person exactly so like now my parents are the grandparents and they're like the older ones when we're all together and now i am the fucking parent whereas in my head i still feel like the kid who's like yo while the parents are like making food let's go outside and play wiffle ball or some shit like that and you want to and that's in my head that's how i feel but in reality i sit there and i look at myself and i look at my kids and i look at my wife and i'm just like shit we're the grown-ups you know and and especially now that my older daughter is getting to this point where she can write narrative and yeah. and and be effective and understand like nuances of conversation and life and stuff like that and then illustrate them in such a way that's actually interesting like i'm like holy shit like she's growing and i am becoming like like i'm almost be- i'm becoming the irrelevant like just resource of of yeah. of of like like wisdom and stuff that she'll need to tap into. You know, I'm not I, yeah. I it's like when I'm when I'm there I'm almost like I don't feel like um like I'm 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 like I I I do always feel like I'm learning, but like when I'm with my kids, I don't feel like I'm learning in the same way. I feel like yeah. I'm just like I'm I'm here and I'm like decaying now. You know what I mean? And I know that I'm yeah. still I'm still young and I have, you know, knock on wood, I got a lot of years left hopefully. Um and uh. I'm in- <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about you. Um <laughs> We've discussed this that I'm going to outlive you. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. Except for I, you know what I really hope I know that I for hope a fact. That's not true. No, but how but great will it be? It will be. And once you I've, die I've, and I'm alive still, I'm just going to be like, I told you. No, I texted you. I said, because you know what happens when, when, when you die. What's that? Anybody that's going to write a, write a little like paper thing about John Contino and yeah. his legacy, they're going to come to the public facing BTI. <laughs> they're going to be like, well, you know, this guy worked with John, <laughs> even though you've worked with a lot of people. They're going to be like, well, to him. yeah, let's go talk to BTI. Like that's, that was his intern. That was his Surely co-host. That yeah, yeah, yeah. It was his intern for forty-five years. <laughs> yeah, and this is my chance. This is my chance to to get back at you, <laughs> dude. It's your time to shine, and then I'll fucking yeah. I'll haunt you from beyond the grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna live a really long time. So I'm gonna be like an old piece of shit, and like a just like ugh, like so old and not being able to explain what i'm thinking yeah can't even do that now no 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 it's not gonna it's not gonna change man it's not gonna change and then like you'll you'll act you'll be there and you'll like be able you'll like it'll be right at the time when you're about to make a comment and then all of a sudden like a light bulb will blow or some shit or like like something will fall down and i'll be like oh my god and then the interview will stop and they're like no we're good we got everything we need no i'll die i'll yeah. die <laughs> <laughs> they like, tell us about John. I'll be like, you know about John. And then I'll just die. <laughs> <laughs> My last chance. To- your eyeballs will just explode <laughs> out of your skull and then you'll just fall down and be like, I never saw that happen before. John never, ever. And then I'll die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yo, it's like exactly like the dogs at midnight, dude. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. 
Yeah, that'll man. be that's my legacy right there. Man, I feel like that's a really that's a really good place to stop, I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Circles back around to fucking dogs talking at midnight. <laughs> it always does. It always does. <laughs> Uh, as always, this is the point of the uh, episode where I ask you if you have any words of wisdom that you want to share. Uh, 